Before we start the show, I've got to tell you guys about Solace Meds. They are a premier dispensary with smoking hot deals to offer. They have four convenient locations, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, another off-Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DMVR bar on East Colfax. They've got some fantastic deals going on. They've also doing weekly vendor pop-ups in June. And if you head into their Wheat Ridge location, you can get a free Solace bar or a King Cone when you mention the code as well. That's Wheat Ridge location of Solace Meds. Head in and mention DNVR20 to receive 20% off and get a free Solace bar or King Cone. Remember all these amazing deals you can take advantage of by using that promo code DNVR20 at checkout. Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsay breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landeskog. He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dunk two hands. Nikola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good luck. You won't see it for long. Two on home run. Trevor Story. Lock. And so touchdown. Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. I'm your host, Ali Monroy. With me today, I've got Henry Chisholm, Eric Weedham, Slash D-Line, Drew Christian, and AJ Hayfley. And of course, the mood in Denver sports right now is pretty somber. I was about to say somber, like where yoga is. Yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not shuffling. It's more depressing it's yes. somber not somber, somber. that's where my brain's at i don't even know words right now um the avs lost they were officially eliminated from the 2021 stanley cup playoffs yesterday and the denver sports as a whole is on a four or five game losing streak besides rockies rockies were able to win uh. one of them <laughs> but they lost yesterday right drew Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. 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 Uh, so, I mean, if I include Rockies, it'd be a lot worse. So uh, we're not going to do that. But let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> AJ and Rudo and Evan have done a great job on DNVR Avalanche podcast talking about what's been going on this season with the Avs, what happened yesterday and in this series against Vegas. So for more of an in-depth analysis, Avs fans and anyone who wants to listen, definitely go check out those podcasts today. AJ, I'm just just going to ask you how you're feeling, and then one positive takeaway from this season. Um, I'm tired. Mostly. Yeah. Um, positive takeaway. I mean, they won the President's Trophy. Yeah, it's not nothing. I know it doesn't. I, it doesn't it doesn't mean a whole lot if you don't do anything with it but it's still it's still a legitimate accomplishment and something that they can be proud of so i'll go with that henry you were gonna say something it kind of feels like nothing like if we're being honest like waking up today president's trophy does not yep. it, 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 it just doesn't change things for me it's just a, it's just a bad day Pretty much. I mean, in time, in time, you know, we'll look back and we'll be like, that was a fun regular season. It was cool that they won it. That banner will hang in. Yeah, they'll arena. hang the banner next season. That'll be cool. They'll get they'll get a they'll get they'll get two banners uh, because they won the division as well, as well as the president's trophy. So they'll add a couple of those up there. That'll be cool. Neat. Doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel good today. No, but there's, you know, when when we look back on those banners, you you in the in the past, you know, you look at all of them up there, and you're like, wow, they were so good back then. And there's only two cup trophies to go along with all those division titles. It's real hard to win. 
it's real hard to win. So this is a good, this is a good reminder for everybody that the Stanley Cup is the hardest trophy to win for a reason. Yeah, I mean, leading up to the Stanley Cup playoffs, we talked about how just in hockey, you never know. There's so many different very. Uh, like so many different things. I really can't speak today. Um, so many different things that can take place that it just a goalie could get hot. A goalie could not be hot. There's so many things. It's just one of the hardest. Um, Eric, why are you giggling over there? Well, I'm, I'm giggling because Trey says his favorite rivalry. Yeah. Is Drew and I disagree on nugget stuff, but I will say as somebody who is a big abs fan, but has not been in the throes of it. Like you, you guys have, um, this to me was like a really impressive season by the Avalanche. Like, I know that they lost last night, and it obviously, like, we're in mourning as a fan base and just as a city. Um, but winning the President's Trophy trophy is not nothing at all. It's a very big deal, and it's sort of like the Broncos. Like, my entire life, the Broncos were just good, and they were always contending. And it's they didn't win every year, but they competed every year. Like, to me, the Avs are just entering an era where we can expect them to put real pressure on the Stanley cup uh, playoffs every single year. I mean, they didn't get it done this year, but there's now a new crop of like really exciting young players that are coming up. I mean, there's always something to look forward to. And the, the foundation of this team is, is incredible. I think so too, but I think something that like fans are extremely disappointed in at this moment, besides just like losing is the fact that, Last year, they pushed it to a game seven with sure. a third string goalie. And obviously, it's a completely different team. The stars are very different than Vegas, but still, they lost in game six of the second round. So it wasn't like there was like an oh, improvement I get it. forward. I, I get it. I get it. But there was an improvement forward in that they won the president's trophy. Yeah. And they, they, like the, the team itself absolutely improved. The, the, the things that happen in the Stanley Cup playoffs, like AJ said, it's the most difficult. Uh, championship to win because there's just so much that happens that you have a a puck that is oddly shaped that bounces in weird ways and things you know like it jumps over a guy's stick when he's standing right in front of the net and he's not able to get a shot off like things just happen but yeah. to me it's like the abs have arrived i mean they, they did last year too but like we're just in an era where they're like very legitimate contenders every single year, which to me is incredible. I, I'm just not, I know we're in mourning, so it's, it's difficult to sort of see the, the the forest for the trees at the moment. But I think the randomness of hockey and just how, thi how things can happen with the puck were best exemplified by games five and six yeah. because Ryan Graves gets a shot block that turns into a breakaway the other direction and turns into the game winning goal. Alex Newhook blocks a shot from the point last night and the puck bounces three times, lands directly on Will Carrier's stick and turns into the 5-3 goal that was essentially the dagger in the third period. Yeah. And you're just and like, you know, that's not that's not the, the that of course doesn't excuse Colorado's poor play or any of the any of the problems that they had in the series, but it's like these things happen. Yeah. They help decide series. The pucks bounce in just unpredictable ways, and part of it, part of it, is overcoming some of that stuff. It's just, it's, it's just you. You have to be really good. You have to be really lucky in terms of health, and then you just have to get the little breaks along the way, and that's part of the equation. It's okay to admit that. It's okay. It's okay. It doesn't detract from from any of the teams that win or advance. That's just the reality of of hockey. That's just the reality of NHL in the postseason. That's why they that's why they have a best of seven series. Yeah. So you can you can try and weed out as much of that as possible. But it's you know we saw we saw it in games five and six. They they got they got just enough little things going their way that it didn't matter that Colorado outplayed them. Yeah. And yeah, that's just life. That's that happens. Um, the big conversation after the game yesterday were some of the comments made by Nathan McKinnon. So AJ, I just quickly want to, he's obviously frustrated. Um, but I wanted to get your take real quick because people who <laughs> might not be abs fans, but are nuggets fans, like everyone was talking about Nathan McKinnon's press conference last night. So <clears throat> I just want to get your takes on how you felt about 
him being frustrated and saying, I've, I've been here for nine years and still haven't won anything. He's getting ready to go into his ninth season. He said, yeah. I'm going, I'm going into my ninth season and I haven't won shit. Yeah. And that's, that's the quote that, that follows them into the off season now. Yeah. Because, and I honestly, because he, because he used adult language, that's the part of the quote that's getting all of the run. But the first part of that quote is way more damning. It's way, way more damning because he says, he says, yeah, there's always next year, but I feel like that's all we ever talk about. Mm. He doesn't, he's not, he's not here for this conversation about, oh, well, hey, next year, the kids and you guys are still really good. And yeah, he wanted it. He wanted it now. And he even said, I thought we were the best team in the league this year. And for us not to get it is a, it's a problem. And look, there's, this is, this is obviously, this is obviously a disappointment. Um, given that they did win the president's trophy, which is not a participation trophy, that's an that's an absurd thing to say. It's not a participation trophy. Otherwise, thirty other teams would get one. Yeah. Um, it's it's a disappointment, but you look at the three teams that Colorado has lost to in the second round, and Vegas is by far the best of those three teams in those yeah. three years. That was, I mean, that's their that was their toughest opponent. And you know they didn't they didn't get it done, and that's that's the part that matters. But there's going to be a lot of people, and it's already started to happen. Um, that want to that want to clump all three of those of those second round losses in together like they're the same yeah. thing. Look, the end result is the same that they got to six games instead of seven. So what? Yeah, you know, like okay, great, they get to seven and then they lose and. How different is the story? Yeah, it, it's not. It's it's not different. It's it it's a disappointment today. Yeah, there's no doubt that this is a letdown based on their expectations, and this is how it's going to be for the next several years for Avalanche hockey. If they don't win the Stanley Cup, it's going to be a disappointment. Yeah, you can feel good about what they did accomplish. You can acknowledge that. Three years in a row in the second round is something that probably 22 to 25 other franchises would take in a heartbeat if they knew that they could get to the second round. For some reason, for a fan base that sat through a 48-point season not that long ago, um, this the, it, it almost feels like it's insulting that they lost in the second round again. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's certainly frustrating. It's certainly disappointing. But it's it was a it was a great it was a great team that had a not quite good enough season. It's a it's a, I, I don't know how to balance between it's a bummer. Yeah. It's a disappointment, but it wasn't nothing. If it, it wasn't meaningless. If you if you walked out of the season feeling hollow and empty because they didn't win the Stanley Cup. I just, I can't, personally, I can't relate. Um, I just, yeah, I can't relate. I just, it's, it's, I just, fan you bases have to have are some just, fun along the way, right? A hundred percent. We've got <laughs> Alex here saying the thing is, let's say the Avs win the cup next year and the following year they fall short. The fan base will be frustrated the following year saying, uh, they fell short and even can would call it a choke or some of the fan base. Like it's disappointing today. And I think that the DMVR avalanche guys on their podcast did a great job last night of feeling it and letting the emotions be out there, but there's so much to look forward to and there's so much to analyze. And so definitely check out just because the season is over. doesn't mean their podcast is over. They're going, they have an awesome, a lot of awesome postseason content so definitely check that out they'll be going in depth on so many things including the expansion draft the nhl the nhl draft and so many other things so they're not going anywhere keep listening to them for more apps aj i'm curious i'm sorry i'm curious is there do you feel like there's one thing you can sort of point to that what led to the coming up shortly like is there a thing that you would say the avalanche need to address this um, one specific thing 
Honestly, no. Yeah. Um, because it was I, this was this was death by paper cut. Yeah. Um, you know, games games three and four were certainly problematic, but they also lost games five and six when they outplayed Vegas in both of those games. Um, I you can't I can't genuinely point to one thing. It's easy to say puck management. But even with proper puck management, even with better puck management, Phil Grubauer's worst three games were yeah. games, uh, what was it, games four, five, and six. Yeah. Where, you know, it, he just didn't get he just didn't get the job done. Going into free agency, I'm I'm curious what that ends up costing him. But it, it it's just it was a it was a combination of a, like several different things. It, you know, last year it was easy because it was like, look, special teams was right. a huge problem. The power play couldn't score. The the penalty kill couldn't stop anybody. And then you look at you look at this year, not a single word about the power play. The power play was one of the best power plays in recent NHL history in the postseason. It was insane. Yeah. The biggest problem is, is that the officials stopped calling penalties. <laughs> the Abs had two power plays in games five and six combined. Right. They had one in each game. And one of those lasted like 30 seconds because of a nonsense interference call. Like it was, it's, it's interesting to compare what went wrong last year versus what went wrong this year, because they're very different. Yeah. They're very different failures. <laughs> it's nice to have a variety of failures. To call from. Do well, we this, t- year, this year, I think it's better because you're not feeling like, oh, dang, what would have happened if? You know, what would have happened if Nazem Kadri was I was going to say. Sure. But what would have happened if Nathan McKinnon had scored any points in games in which they were losing three to two? You know, like what, what happens? <laughs> What happens there if if they're the guy that we all like to say is the best player in the world? If he shows up for the middle part of the series. He was great in game one. He was great in game six. All the other games in between also counted. All right. Let's end the abs talk there. <laughs> Let's focus on our topic of the day. I see a few people adding their opinions in the comments about the topic of the day. Um, But before we get to that, DraftKings Sportsbook (laughs) is the number one sportsbook in America. They are so great. I love using them, even though this last week has been red dot city for me as I have been betting on Denver sports and losing. So hopefully... We change things around. Right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering a sign-up bonus. $1. You can turn $1 into $100 in free credits if you bet on any basketball team of your choice to win their next game. And if they do, you claim $100 in free credits. DraftKings is always doing such awesome promotions like these. You're always getting profit boosts. They have certain days where they give... um random little gifts to your email to get you to uh bet my birthday was last week i got a free birthday bet bet it on the abs not fun but nuggets are gonna turn it around tonight i can feel it we all need it let's go so don't forget to use that promo code dnvr for a limited time only at DraftKings sportsbook must be 21 or older colorado only new customers only wagers paid out in site credits restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details remember it's you can turn one dollar into 100 in free credits if you bet on a basketball team of your choice to win their next game literally not point and the over no just win use that promo code dnvr and of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. The topic of the day is best and worst rivalries in Denver sports history. Best meaning some of the most fun, intense rivalries and moments that you, we've had in Denver sports history. Worst meaning some of the rivalries that are kind of trying to be forced onto the teams, but aren't actual rivalries just yet. Um, Henry is going to represent college as well as Broncos over here, but we're going to talk about a lot of different uh, rivalries. Hmm. 
Eric, let's start with you. Let's okay. start with the Nuggets. Okay, let's do. Let's start with the Nuggets, shall we? Uh, Jokic won MVP, so at least there's something to be happy about in the Nuggets world. Yeah, but that's kind of a participation uh, trophy, if you ask me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. Who won the MVP? If they don't win the championship, what does it matter? <laughs> yeah, what is it? Just throw the season away. Just crumple no. it up in a ball and forget Stop it. Stop it. No, I'm over <laughs> negative Friday. We are switching the vibes around. Best oh, rivalry in Nuggets history. So Go. the best rivalry in Nuggets history, it, I mean, you could look at this a couple different ways. I mean, the, the rivalry that they have never been able to overcome but constantly is there is with the Lakers. The problem is the Lakers don't consider the Nuggets a rival. So <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to say that. Like we're going to move past that. We're going to look at like more recent trends and like uh inner division stuff with the Portland Trailblazers with the Utah Jazz, these teams that were built much the same way that the Nuggets have been built, where they, you know, they're not destination cities, which is unfortunately the biggest thing there is in the NBA. So they've had to actually craft their teams by drafting well and then acquiring players in the right way. Utah right now, I mean, obviously <clears throat> rivalries are always built in the playoffs and these are the teams that we've had like the biggest battles with in the, in the most recent years. Thankfully, we were able to overcome evil and vanquish the terrible Portland Trailblazers after they beat us two years ago. So, um, so I'm, I hope that they're all sucking on lemons and thinking about us as their rivals. But right now, it's the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz are currently who the Nuggets should be. The Utah Jazz were beaten by the Nuggets last year in the bubble. Very big deal in the first round. Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray going head-to-head, making uh, each just trading historic performances, just left and right haymakers. We beat the Jazz because, you know, sometimes justice is actually served in sports. But now the Jazz came out, fired, they just fired out of a cannon. They're the number one seed. They're just killing everybody. They're just knocking down three-pointers like it's no joke. Um, and this is what the Nuggets should be. This is the most frustrating thing is that the Nuggets with Jamal Murray should be making the same type of noise as the jazz are currently. Um, but, you know, I mean, Nug life is something that is uh, eternal and may, <laughs> may prove to be. I was going to uh, say, is that the best rivalry? Nug life? Well, I will say so. The, the real rivalry is Portland and Utah. The fake rivalry is the Nuggets versus the national media. <laughs> like, for some reason, even when the Nuggets players or the Nuggets team accomplish something that is just should be um, unimpeachable, like, I don't know, winning the MVP, like getting 91 out of 100-something votes, like just an absolute landslide, like the conversation has not stopped. Like all of the idiots that get paid to just rile up um, – the internet are just riling like skip Bayless and Nick, Wright. Like they're using every, you know, misstep made by Nicole Jokic to talk about what, what a terrible decision it was, even though, I mean, again, it was not close. It wasn't like, uh, like Nick Wright used all season to talk about, or at least all end of the season saying that Chris Paul should have been the MVP. He got two votes, two votes. Um, it's frustrating. And now Nikola Jokic finds himself in a situation where he doesn't have a second running mate. We saw what happened to LeBron James when he lost to Anthony Davis. They got swept right out of the first round. No problem. When you don't have your second banana, it's very difficult because then the other team can just key in on Nikola Jokic. Some, you'll look at like stills of the first two games in the series and they'll be like every – all five Suns players will just be like – connected to Nikola Jokic while a bunch of guys that can't shoot are all hanging around unguarded around the uh, the perimeter. So that's frustrating. So so, so Jokic needs his banana. Yeah, Jokic yes. needs his banana pants. I like Avs fans want AJ to wear banana pants. <laughs> yes, okay. yes, I just yes. want to make sure we yes, got it right here. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So for whatever reason, the Nuggets are just forever relegated to um, background status to – much of the national media where uh, in their minds, the Nuggets are here to just play the backdrop to the heroic stories of the Lakers or the Nets or all of these teams that are, you know, that should win because um, that's the better storyline in their, their eyes. It's terrible. It's a terrible place to be. I hate that I got involved in the Nuggets. It makes me crazy. Like all I do is go online and it should be nice. Like when your player, your, your favorite player and the, uh, the guy that I've dubbed the top human wins the award that he deserves. 
and then you feel like no pleasure because then you just are immediately back in the foxhole just fighting everybody all the time. It's terrible. So national media, screw you. And to our also our, our rivals, Portland, I'm glad you lost. And Utah, I hope you lose. I got to <laughs> say, the Portland Trailblazer Nuggets rivalry – with three years ago, it, or was it three years ago? Time was two, really yeah. feels weird. It was two years ago, yeah. Two years ago with like the sassy comments oh and the God. trailblazers, <laughs> just those players just in the media every day just talking trash. Like when you would go to Pepsi Center at the time, there'd be signs saying like, yeah, let's be sassy. Yeah, and dude. it was just that rivalry. Sassy really, I, I felt the Nuggets fan base oh. be like, uh-uh, and like have a yeah. nice summer. All those comments oh. like this year, it was like, oh, yeah, we're ready to say that. Oh, Eric, your audio was really weird. <laughs> oh, it is? You were, I think you were hitting the little mute oh. and then unmute button. Well, I'm, I'm riled up. I can't be held accountable for my actions. I understand. We're talking about the trailblazers and the and Ina's canter and Seth Curry and like all these bozos that we thankfully and mercifully beat. Just, yeah, uh, rivalries. Just bring it out. That's the whole point of a rivalry. Is it's supposed exactly. to tap into something deep and primal in you. And uh, so, I, so I like <laughs> the Trailblazers as as the like current rival yeah, yeah, of yeah. the Nuggets. What about yeah. you guys, Henry? How do you feel? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I really hate the Jazz. I really hate the Blazers. Yep. And, and as a Nuggets fan, like who I hate should be who the rivals are. That's that's <laughs> my logic here. Yep. And so when I look at those two, I'm like, yeah, I want to see them lose. I mean, on top of that, like both the L.A. teams, but that's not really a rivalry just because there isn't enough that's actually happened. Yeah, I, I think it's it's the Jazz and the Blazers um, with with the Jazz more likely going forward just because of the way that uh, everything stacks up. Like, yeah, the good team going forward, whereas the Blazers are not going to exist the way that they were very different very soon. We yeah. vanquished them. We vanquished our rival. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's something to, to revel in. All right, Drew, what do you think? Trailblazer Jazz, you like that? Yeah, no, for that logic, it's it's got to be the Jazz because it's like, yeah, the, the Trailblazers have, have been vanquished. They are no That's more. Right. Done. That's right. Off, off, yeah. off you go into yeah. the land the land of the rebuild. Yeah. AJ? Sounds good. Sounds good? All right. <laughs> thank <A plus>. you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll... We'll get to all best, and then we can see maybe worst later. Um, all right, Drew, we got people in the comments saying Rockies, Padres, or Diamondbacks are underrated rivalries. What do you think is the Rockies' biggest and best rival? Yeah, so it's in baseball, everyone in your division is your rival yeah. because you play them 19 MF and times a year. It, you get sick of seeing those dudes. And, and then it's likely that if you get to the postseason – uh, there they are again. Uh, I'll go. I, I've actually always thought it was the Diamondbacks. Uh, the Diamondbacks and the Rockies came into existence right around the same time. Uh, they tend to be good uh, around the same times as each other. So the Padres is a really interesting one. They're almost rivalries. They're they're almost rivals in how bad they are because the Padres wow. are yeah isn't, isn't it great. Um, the Padres are one of the few teams in Major League Baseball who just have an overall worse winning percentage than the Rockies. And they, they, but they still won that goddamn World Series. They, yeah, but uh, the Padres have just been mostly pretty bad. And the Rockies have been mostly pretty bad. But the reason why, other than in 2007 when they played each other in Game 163, those two teams have never really been good at the same time. Whereas it seems like every time the Rockies do manage to find their way into the postseason picture. Uh, in 07, they did go on and play the Diamondbacks there. Obviously played them in 17 in the wild card game that they ended up losing. Uh, oh, while they man. didn't play them in the postseason in 2018, uh, the Diamondbacks were still good right down the stretch, and the, and the Rockies had some big games against them. That's basically how they got there. So I, I think it's the Diamondbacks with the expansion, and they share spring, spring training facilities, and um, they tend to be good and also bad around the same times uh like in the nba you know the team you hate the most is still the dodgers it's still very clearly and obviously la but that's not 
That is true. In the NBA, we also hate the Dodgers. Yeah, right. <laughs> <also> the Dodgers. <laughs> LA is a chant that works in, in multiple sports. Every sport. Uh, and uh, though it tends not to actually work, because, uh, <laughs> yeah, that not a rivalry. The Dodgers are much better. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, I saw a lot of funny ones, people in the comments and people on Twitter, Rockies versus Dick Monfort, uh, Rockies versus winning. Um, Rockies versus their own fans right now is an interesting one. Yeah, I like how Drew goes. It's real funny, ha! (laughs) So so funny. funny. (laughs) (laughs) The the key to comedy is making the same joke over and over again for 15 years. Uh, (laughs) But sorry, sorry to anyone who's making it for the first time. Uh, Yeah, so like all that stuff. uh, Yeah, the the. Uh, the Rockies versus their own bullpen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, a did that versus their that, environment. The Rockies versus uh, versus their good players. Uh, yeah, stars. Yeah, well, they typically have one or two stars. The problem is that all those players that you need to have who aren't stars who make your team good. Because in baseball, you need twenty-five players for your for your team to be good. And like they've almost always had like, oh yeah. Trevor Story, and although right now those guys aren't playing like stars, but he, you know, too low in cargo, or right, right, this very moment might be as starless as they've been because Story's not playing like one. But the Coors outfield—that's another one. Yeah. Well, uh, but the thing is, is like I thought the, the way we were just deciding whether or not it was a rival is if you hate whoever it is. Like I hate their bullpen. I don't mm-hmm. hate home runs. I don't hate uh, the altitude. I certainly don't but, hate. Uh, but you hate losing, right? You hate I don't hate. I, I, yeah, I don't hate winning. It can't be our, our yeah. rival can't be winning because I like winning. Right, you like to win, and so they need to fix their ballpark. <laughs> like I get it. I get that we all like home runs, but if you you how many home runs would you give up to you know win? Um, A lot. Three three oh. home runs. <laughs> All of them. All of them. Just get rid of them. Is the correct answer. I, you'd rather hit zero home runs and win the World Series. Yep. Than set the home run record and go out in the first round. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. 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 All right, Eric. Calm down. On this, you know, we've got a great ballpark, and the games here are wild and crazy, aren't they? Look at all the runs, but stop it. Stop. Mm-hmm. Fix, fix the damn ballpark. Uh, it's ridiculous. You can't build sustainable success. Everything that AJ talked about, the, the chaos conversation earlier about everything that goes on, the more chaos you have in your sports, the, the harder it is to build any kind of sustainable so success. How are we fixing our ballpark, Drew? Okay, you're not going to like this. Don't make him go into a rant. Make it smaller? You have to make it smaller. If you've got to build high walls because you're worried about extra home runs, okay. Outfielders cannot patrol two football fields worth of of grass out there. Guys should not be hitting doubles on broken bat bloopers to shallow left field. Uh, It's too much. Nobody can pitch in that environment. It's too much chaos, too much randomness. You can lose five, six games in a row on bloopers and, and nonsense and garbage. So they've got to make the, <laughs> even if it's garbage. more friendly, they've got to make it more controlled. You don't think they should maybe like burrow into the earth, like say 5,000 feet down and then Ball have floor. the ballpark start there? <laughs> take the elevator down to the game. So for it. Okay. I want okay. high, like, walls. <laughs> okay. Let's, that, let's, like walls, guys jumping up against the wall. In the let's wrap. Wrap it. <laughs> Um, I love when Allie's just had enough. She's like, what, what? <laughs> I feel like that was our best stuff right there. That was pretty. We're just stuff, getting into I the thought. good stuff. I thought that was good. Look stuff. at AJ's face. <laughs> well, I don't think that was the best stuff. Oh, AJ's yeah. like, what did you shut up with that face? That's just his uh, face the whole time. That has <laughs> almost nothing to do with us. Very <laughs> well. Uh, We've got Michael here saying build a purple monster, oh, but all the way around the outfield. Make it purple. Yo, I'm so into this. Mm-hmm. They, okay. Yeah, they need a total redesign because, yeah. All right, so use Diamondbacks. That's who yeah. you said. Yeah. 
going back to the first question. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll take I'll take the Arizona Diamondbacks. Put me down for that. All right. Uh, how does everyone feel about it? We're not going to go each person. Any arguments? <laughs> any debate? Does anyone have anything to say? If not, Why even ask the question if you don't want us to answer? Alex? Why do you hate us so much? <laughs> I do want you to answer, but I don't want it to turn into a twenty-one minute rant about a purple monster in the outfield, five hundred feet underneath the earth. I think it's five thousand. I said five thousand. My apologies. He's not even listening to us. Um, Yeah, I'm just catching little (laughs) glimpses of what you're saying. Um, Okay, so Diamondbacks. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Henry with the Broncos. Who do you think is the Broncos' best rival? I mean, it's the Raiders. It's I. It's not even a conversation. It's been the Raiders for decades. Like, yeah, there was the little blip with the Patriots (laughs) when you had Peyton. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it's the answer is the Raiders, and I don't even think there's much yeah. of a conversation. No. We have a comment here saying the best rivalry is Allie versus everyone else on TDS. <laughs> I don't know why she turns it into a, a rivalry. We all uh, just want to be friends. It's true. I'm trying actually, to keep the show going. Yes, it's Allie's fault. Yeah, it's, it's, why he always does it's Allie's doing. I, I, I actually don't want to be friends at all. I'm here for. I'm the agent. I'm just here to be an agent of chaos. Yeah, okay, I think well, we already heard people love the uh, Eric Drew rivalry. Yeah, yeah we haven't heard anything to about yet. So I'll bring it up. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was that one guy's name? Okay. Um. All right, Raiders. Why do you say it's the Raiders? Go a little more in detail. I mean, because it is. Because we hate the Raiders. Because we've always hated the Raiders. It's been 50 years of this. I think that, sure, there's a little bit of a lull because the Raiders are bad and the Broncos have been pretty bad too, but there's just a difference between Raider games and any other game. Like, you just you hate the Raiders. That's what you do. My father hated the Raiders. His father hated the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, they did. So- they did, both of them. So as a as a youngster, uh, my family had Broncos season tickets, and I got to go to one Broncos Raiders Monday Night Football game as a kid. And the only reason it was one is because on the bus ride home, a Broncos fan lit a Raiders fan on fire, and oh. then it turned into a full blown melee on the bus. So. Uh- uh, yeah. What? <laughs> I didn't get to go to any more Raiders. So the Broncos family was like, "No, no, no, <laughs> no more games." <laughs> I feel like I need more information, but I also don't want it. Like I don't yeah. want it. <laughs> I was too young. I don't. Re- I don't remember it. I just remember being told that's when I because when I got older, I was like, "Why well, don't I ever get to go to these games?" And they were like, "Well, <laughs> there was." There was an incident where they set this guy on fire on the bus. They're they're like, AJ, uh, we have the most horrifying yet confusing answer for you. (laughs) Well, and it was like, did you guys see the Instagram video of the abs fans uh, at at T-Mobile last night? Yes. And the guy that like took their flag and then when he tried to get it back, they started a huge fight with them and it was a whole thing. It was kind of like the reverse of that, but on a bus and they got lit on fire. Yo, you know what's crazy is that those are now Raiders fans. Like that, like Vegas fans, like that, watching that, it was like, oh, this is like the kind of garbage you see at like low rent, like stadium. Like this is what you would see at the black hole. Like, and now those people who have never had professional sports like don't know how to act and now they're raiders fans so you're right henry i think it's a little bit of just the world was shut down so fans in general don't know how to act because have you you ever been to las vegas the amount of fights the amount of fights the amount of random punching other fans in the face at baseball games like yell there's so much intensity right now at baseball games man (laughs) It was, like it's wild team. right now. Like a confusing amount. But all the same. I, I it's just people that. trying to stay awake during the game. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I, I'd say keep an eye on Las Vegas as a fan base. I feel like we're going to be. I, I totally agree. This so Raiders thing. This yeah. Is, yeah. We, haven't, we haven't gotten to my shit yet, but this is a low, like, the entire NHL hates Vegas. Yeah. Like, no. At first, it was a lot of jealousy because they went to the Stanley Cup in their first year. Uh, But a lot of it has become people go to Vegas and they want it. Like, Vegas is supposed to be like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a great weekend. I'm going to go see my team play. People 
hate those fans. Like, hate them. And now they're Raiders fans. Yep. Yeah. Okay, before we dive into NHL, I do want to go a little more into football because, like, as most people listen to this podcast now, I grew up in Philadelphia. So, like, sure, the Cowboys are, like, the Raiders of the Broncos. But I also, like, there's just so many teams that I'm, like, oh, God. Like, I hate – I honestly like growing up with uh, around Giants fans and Reds uh, er, and the Washington uh, football team fans. Uh, I like, oh God, they <laughs> piss me off more than Cowboy fans. So I wonder, like, do you guys do the Broncos also have something like that? We're like the Chiefs. We have a bunch of people in the comments. Like the Raiders are like yeah. that team, but like the Chiefs and Chiefs fans, you're like, ugh. Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pre, Pre-Patrick Mahomes, when the Broncos stood chances at winning those games, it was like, fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah. and, now, and now with Mahomes, you're just like, all right, well, this well, is going to go well. This sucks. <laughs> I feel like that's how it is for me with, like, all sports. Where it's like, I, I they're outside the Broncos, I kind of hate the other 31 teams. In the NBA, I, I hurt the or hate the other 29 teams. In oh, hockey, man. hate them all. Like, I don't pay as much attention. Baseball, uh, the Honestly, I might hate the Rockies at this point more than any of the others. <laughs> just true. after what they've yeah. done to me. But just yeah, I'm a Rockies fan. 30 of 30 in, in the MLB. MLB, not the MLB. Not the MLB. No, 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 no. I'm not a rookie. I know what I'm talking about. So everyone, obviously, this is just different. We have some people in the comments saying Chiefs are cool. Other people saying, nope, I hate the Chiefs more than the Raiders. Uh, the Chargers cool. and Raiders are yeah. more intense. No. <sighs> They're kind of fun. Chiefs are no. cool, honestly. Chargers and Raiders are more intense rivalries. Yeah, the Chiefs the char- cool. They're just – they're not as bad as Raiders. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make them cool. The Chargers. The Chargers? Okay. <laughs> has anybody, has anybody ever felt like, like they were a rival? No. Just Denver the doesn't San Diego like LA. fans in general. I feel like the Chargers, the Padres, Padres fans. Like again, that team maybe, maybe not, but the fans. I feel like Rockies fans fight with Padres fans all the. That was the the punch in the face with yep. these Padres. Diamondbacks fans, no problem with them. They're great people, for as far as I know. The Chargers and Padres fans are. Free and weird. So See, the, the even Chargers Drew's, don't. Even Drew's mom here yeah. saying that come she get, likes the Chiefs. Come get your mom. What? Don't bring her into this. She went to KU. She. Oh, okay, called. that's what right. We didn't bring her into this. She brought her. She commented. Don't bring her into this. Leave my mom out of this. That's true. Someone said Chargers don't have many fans for other teams not to like. Right. That's what's so weird about them. There's not very many of them, but they still act entitled. It's the same thing with the Padres fans. There's like 12 of them. Why are they all assholes? Like surely one or two. You live in San Diego. I was just going to say. Yeah. (laughs) Aren't Southern California people like that though? Not to stereotype or anything, but isn't that... (laughs) Like, as somebody who lives in Denver, I'm supposed to feel that way. But not as a stereotype. Just that, like, they are just bad. As a point of fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that that was, like, what you're supposed to think if you live here. Yeah, yeah it's true. So, well, they all live here now, so you're talking about your neighbors, homie. Oh. Uh, and we're getting spicy. I like this topic. This is not a Monday-ass topic. This is a full Friday-ass topic. Okay. Um, Tyler wanted to clarify. He said Chiefs fans are can be pretty chill. Chargers and Raiders yeah. fans are way worse, in his opinion. This is definitely yeah. based off of who you deal with. Like, I grew, I grew up in Philadelphia and then moved to D.C. when I was in high school, and D.C. Um, fans were – I hated them. So, of course, my, like, bias towards that team and that fan base is – a lot more angry compared to the Cowboys, which I didn't really have to deal with as much, especially because when I was watching it, the Cowboys weren't that good. So I always felt kind of good um, to beat them. But I feel like it's just different for everyone. Some people are saying like in, in baseball and in football, you hate everyone in your division. Yeah. Well, you, you play them so much and they, they're like, they're like the central part of your schedule. Yeah. Like you can't, go to the postseason, you can't win a division. You can't do any of those things without being good within your own division. Yeah. And you can kind of get away with it a little bit in the NHL where like you can like the average couple year. years ago, like yeah, obviously not this year, but like last year, last season, uh, the, the abs like destroyed the Eastern conference 
and it helped prop them up against some of their own mediocrity in, in division. But you can't get away with that in like the NFL. That's it, it's six of your games, yeah, of, of your seven now seventeen games. Like you have to be competitive with their near division. And as Drew mentioned in baseball, you see each of those teams nineteen times. <laughs> there was a season a couple of years ago. I think the Astros went like seventeen and two against the Rangers. Like they basically built their wow. entire division lead on decimating the crap out of the Texas Rangers. <laughs> it's embarrassing those guys. Fair enough. Okay, before we keep going, after last night, I didn't sleep very well. AJ didn't sleep well. Drew lives off of Strava Craft Coffee. That's what I had to live off of today because it was a rough night. There was a lot of emotions, but Strava Craft Coffee is there to have your back when you got to wake up, but you don't want those coffee jitters that other coffees can give you. Plus they deliver straight to your door. So you never have to worry about running out of coffee. You can sign up for their subscription service and save 20% off every time you order coffee and they'll come every two, four, six, or eight weeks, whenever you prefer. It's one of the best services and they are CBD coffee. If you didn't know that. And right now you can get 25% off your first purchase. When you use the code DNVR, they haven't been feeling as much of the love, even though we've been telling you guys, please go show them some love. Um, they are one of our longest supporters. So please go, go get some coffee. It's summer. You need to be awake. Yeah. Like these, and the nuggets still have some playoff games that are late. Yeah. As hell. Go get some coffee, <laughs> go get some Strava craft coffee and use that promo code DNVR. Now I have one more. <laughs> My favorite, Chevalier Mortgage. Ooh. I will say it right today, and Let's maybe go. that will trigger uh, the Nuggets to win. Who knows? I, I don't know anymore. Uh, trying to buy a house right now is so freaking stressful. I was trying to do it for a while, decided not to do it. But if you're still going through this, hit up Chevalier Mortgage, Michael and Virginia. They are so great at what they do. They're going to make your life so much easier. And you can visit them at dmvramortgage.com and enter to win a free shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, set up that free consultation to discuss all of your options. You can refinance your home, try and buy a home. They're going to help you out. So check them out. You can call Virginia directly at 303 257 657 Eight, or you can visit them at www.dnvrmortgage.com, like I told you. And their cheval their NMLS number, Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006, Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Check them out today. They're really great. Again, supporting our sponsors, help support us. And I already told you guys, Avs guys aren't going anywhere. Nuggets guys are still riding strong. Even go going two losses in a row. We've got post game shows after every game. Rockies as well. Series recaps. They go live, and we've just got all of this awesome written content. We've got the DNVR Lounge, the Discord that you become a member of. And this this summer, if you want a 22 ounce beer for the price of a 16 ounce beer, you get that at the DNVR. Being a member, we're gonna have a lot of really fun events this summer. Um, with just having Rockies on at a certain point in July, so. Subscribe to DNVR so you can get all of the alerts for that. It's going to be a blast. Olympics. And we just have a lot of Olympics. Oh. All-Star Weekend. We're going to have some fun stuff. It's going to be a blast. Let's freaking go. And we still have all of our off awesome coverage on top of it. Henry's been re-watching all of the Buffs games. He's got a lot of awesome Buffs content coming your way. Doing podcasts and all. So. Buddy, are you okay? 84 <laughs> days until kickoff. Clearly not. At least. 84 days. Eighty-four days. At least there's things happening, dude. The, the buff starting quarterback goes to Oregon State. Yeah. Now Oregon that. State comes to see you in November, and uh, I tweeted that, and he just liked that tweet a couple minutes ago. It's that's what? the rivalry. Okay. Um. <laughs> anyway, I'm the rivalry. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> something out. happened in Buffs world, and I am happy. Yes, but you can't say you can't come in here and say Oregon State is the rivalry for Buffs the Buffs. V Beefs. They've got Let's the quarterback. Go. They got the quarterback now. That's no, gotta be. That doesn't Score make them the rival. But then who is in the Pac-12? In the Pac-12, I don't know. Nebraska is obviously one? an old-time rival, and we'll see him again in five years. Reignited uh, <laughs> this last the last two years, but whatever. Okay, AJ. What is the Avs' best rivalry? 
I mean, come on. Answer the question. <laughs> it's the Red Wings. Okay. It's now it's the Red Wings with the asterisk that since about the mid two thousands it hasn't existed, but Abs Red Wings starting in ninety six and going to about two thousand two ish was a top five rivalry in sports history, and that's not an exaggeration. It was two juggernauts of their sports just trading body blows. Yeah. Trading championships. I mean, you look at you look at they were constantly in each other's way. Western Conference Finals, second round, they were just constantly in each other's way. And the the hatred. I mean, when you have when you have beat writers fighting in the press box, like your rivalry has really taken over. Oh yeah. It's it was it was an all-time great rivalry back in the day. An all-time great rivalry. There we'll should be more like movies or more like a 30 for 30 about it all. There should be. There was there was a uh it was it was about the Russian five, but it was it was a documentary about the Russian five. They got really heavily into the rivalry into into ninety-six and ninety-seven especially and it was a it was a great watch and it made me sympathetic towards all of them and that just made me feel so dirty <laughs> so don't go watch it despite it being a great documentary is it terrible with like actual real life outside human emotion creeps into your sports feelings you're like wait like, i don't want to feel empathetic towards these people that yeah because like they're talking about all the horrible things some of these russian players had to endure to get out and like they end up in Detroit, and they're you know this you know we live in a world now where where Russians in the NHL is extremely common. It's just a thing, and back then that wasn't the case. And they were, I mean, they were all unbelievably talented too. It wasn't like, hey, here's a bunch of third and fourth liners from Russia. Like you're talking star players. And they made a big difference in that rivalry. And it's a great documentary, but you will definitely feel sympathy towards the enemy. Um, that's that's an all-time great rivalry. Doing that. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, it's just I'm too all good. For it. that's to, Today, I would say, I know we haven't really gotten into, like, worst rivalries, but Colorado and Minnesota fans absolutely hate each other. But it's a terrible rivalry because these two teams don't play each other. In meaningful situations, they had one playoff series seven years ago that people are still acting like was a big, it was a first round series. It went seven games. It was highly contentious, but it was seven years ago. It was just the one, like they've seen each other three times in Minnesota's history. God, it's just not that big of a deal. A real rivalry. A true, a true rivalry has to take. It has to be born of of postseason hatred. Yes, it has to be teams playing meaningful games. Look, Colorado and Vegas has a chance. Mm-hmm. Vegas, I, I mentioned this on last night's show, but Vegas, Vegas has already spent all their thirties, thirty year old money. They're committed to this team. They're going to be on a heavy decline in probably two or three years here. But during those during those couple of years, right now these are these are set up as the two best teams that that should be seeing each other at the end of the road. That has a chance to be good. It'll it could it could get to the level of like what Av Stars did in the late nineties, where they they ran into each other in consecutive conference finals. But right now the Avs don't really have a true like good rival. You know the the Avs and Blues can't stand each other, but. They've had one postseason series in 20 years, and St. Louis forgot to show up. So it's just not really particularly meaningful. They had the game 82 where winner winner of that game got to go to the postseason. All right, great. Colorado won that and lost in the first round. Like, it just it, – they need more meaningful games against consistent opponents. Yeah. Well, then – they're not going to have another true like rival. 
But Minnesota's as close as it gets today. Especially just fans, like fans truly being like, ugh, towards each other. Oh, yeah. That's what, like, the, the fans from both teams totally hate each other. Oh, my God. But it's just like, okay, this is this is like a meaningless slap fight. Yeah, it's they, like I'm, the Battle of Alberta. Like, Calgary and Edmonton fans cannot stand each other's existence. <laughs> so what? But aren't they, like, kind of polite about it at the same time? In Canada. No. <laughs> you, would, you would think so because Canadians, but no. No, no, no. They yeah, that, are not polite about in order for, anything. About- yeah, like in order for there to be like a real rival, there has to be like blood spilled at a certain point. Like, and if not like literal blood, it has to be like symbolic blood. There has to be like some like real trespass against your team by the other fan base or some player doing some like super dirty thing to where it like gets beyond you just wanting to beat them like you want their existence to be called into question like you want them to feel shame you want them to be reduced to nothing like and that all it's just like all of those like bad revengeful like bloodlusty feelings that come up in a rivalry like until you've really had absolutely everything on the line and it go badly in a way that is like not just between the lines like that is how a rivalry is is built like the the red wings colorado avalanche i mean like that claude them used to i mean like that was as, as the book is titled that is a blood feud like yeah 100%. and there that and that that's how that that stuff happens i mean the the portland denver stuff like portland as a city took it upon themselves to try to ascend to a, a higher moral ground against the, against Denver and essentially accused Denver of being racist and like uh, unethical and like all of these weird, crazy things that came out from the series where you're like, all right, we're not talking about basketball anymore. Like you guys suck. Like that is how a rivalry is like really boring. <laughs> um, okay. So let's move on real quick to what, is being kind of forced into a rivalry that actually isn't. Um, AJ, I know you kind of talked about that, but we have some people in the comments saying that Arizona abs is like being kind of forced into a rivalry that really isn't there. Do you agree with that? No. Okay. Who do you think of the division? Is it the blues? Uh, I don't, I, I mean, Minnesota, like that's okay. they're in division. Like it's really just the wild, the, the, the blues could be, especially with the added Ryan O'Reilly to the mix and the, the feelings that a lot of the fan base still has towards him. Um, but right now there's really just not just, like, a, yeah, they're, they're searching right now. They're, they're searching for someone to hate. <laughs> Aren't we all? What, a, what an expression. Um, <laughs> for someone to hate. Drew, who do you think is one? Uh, that is kind of being forced. I, I saw a lot of people saying Cardinals, yeah, Rockies. Not, is that it's just because of Nolan? Like that's yeah, being forced that that's way. Probably the one that's being forced right now a little bit. It, there, it makes a certain amount of sense. There's also like Rockies fans again, it, like really can't stand the Cardinal way and the Cardinal fans calling themselves the best fans in baseball, like with some regularity. That's annoying. So now that they've got your dude and it turns out that he was like sending them videos and like that was the one place he really wanted to go and he always would have preferred to have been there. And it, yeah, I think that and then his his um, his curtain call comments, I think, riled up both fan bases in a way that was really weird. Obviously, it pissed off Rockies fans who were like, what, dude, why are you bringing us into this? We we did stuff for you. We totally gave you curtain calls. But then a lot of Cardinals fans, like, got up, like, insulted on his behalf and, like, took this as another opportunity to talk about how much better they are than Rockies fans. Like, oh, you wouldn't give him a curtain call? You they're didn't like, even know what you had. <laughs> they're like, listen to us. We're an unlivable Midwestern hellhole. Uh, we oh, know what's yeah. up. <laughs> Just just the worst uh but yeah as far as like an on-field thing is like you know our john gray and ryan mcmahon getting all riled up because oh man here come the st louis cardinals like no yeah <laughs> like no but for the fans like 
I get that one. It makes a little bit of sense, but it's also being forced a little bit because a lot of it's built around stuff that didn't even true. Like Rockies fans did give Nolan Arenado a curtain call. That was just a dumb thing for him to say. Uh, Cardinals fans, the only the only people that Cardinals fans give more curtains call to than their players are themselves. It's amazing. I mean, <laughs> we, had, we, had, we had had this whole debate about the definition of curtain calls. The whole thing. I was like, how could it be anyway? And then the Rockies rolled in there. And like one of their pitchers happened to hit a home run, like he clipped the ball just inside. It was the first home run of his career. They're like, curtain call, curtain call, standing ovation, bring this guy back out on the field, tip your cap. I'm like, he hit a home run in the fourth inning that made it a three to one baseball game. What in the world is happening here? <laughs> I'm disgusted. <laughs> okay. Let's... All... <laughs> They're the number one rivalry. <laughs> those people. <laughs> Let's move on to Broncos real quick. We kind of talked about like, is there one that's like kind of being forced there, Henry? I don't do you think, think so. You think? I can't. I don't think so. I think they just have enough real rivals that yeah, there's no need to force more. And we kind of touched on it, just like division based, like so. Yeah, and then yeah, on I mean, top of that, you have the Patriots, Patriots and like the Steelers. Yeah. I think like there's still some Cowboys stuff from back in the day, um, way back in the day. But yeah, that's yeah. yeah. The- the thing about the Broncos is that they are a team that people look up to. They want to uh-huh. beat the Broncos. It's like so people have we have real rivalry because people like <laughs> want to beat the Broncos because that's like a feather in their cap. It's like with some of these other teams, it's like, hey, aren't you mad we beat you? And they're like, no, like, oh, all right. <laughs> and I think with the Patriots, like the Patriots were everyone's like rival. Like everyone yeah. wanted to beat the Patriots at one point. Like whoever yeah. was, I had so many Broncos fans be like, oh, the Eagles are playing the Patriots. I'm an Eagles fan today. Like it, the Patriots were just like that team for like the whole NFL. But, uh, but the Broncos were the ones that cracked through actually, and kind of yeah, made yeah, that yeah. a rivalry. Oh, Hell yeah. Like, them and the Giants are the two that actually turned that into a rivalry. Totally. Yeah. All right, Eric, quickly with the Nuggets, who is like the worst rivalry that's being. Well, I, we got, I mean, we got said, other shows today, guys. If, if I could go all long, all day and night long, I would, but we got other shows I got to go produce. I mean, do, you want, do you want me on this show? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I said the national media. That's our number oh, okay. one big rivalry. Okay. Oh, but right, I, yeah. I wasn't saying. Okay. All right. National media. Okay. <laughs> Or or, or, or or secondarily, Philadelphia now. Philadelphia has been foisted on the Nuggets yeah, because, it, because it's Embiid versus yeah. Jokic. And uh, the city of Philadelphia has been – and I'm sorry, plug your ears here, Allie. I apologize. Long. I'm going to go in to see you and That's Philadelphia fine. on one podcast. Please I don't apologize. go on a long rant. we got to go. Please. Philadelphia, they, they have certain people that have taken upon themselves that in see, order Andre's to – Andre's in the comments saying quickly because i got to go <laughs> produce his show. Terrible. Why even ask me a question? Do you no, want no, an no. I agree. It's honestly really unfortunate that this like Embiid Jokic rivalry and like comparison that I feel like a lot of Philadelphia fans have done. It really bothers me because like I'll talk to some of my family members who are Philly fans and I'll talk to others who are also Philly fans, but also respect Jokic. But there's so there's some people who are so clouded with judgment. They're like, no, it has to be Jokic versus Embiid. Like, I can't think of Jokic as the player and give him credit because all I know is Jokic versus Embiid. And I'm like, but no, but then do your research and learn who Jokic is as an individual, and you will respect the hell out of this basketball player. And there really? are some Philadelphia fans who are like that, including Darren. Um, but <laughs> There are others, like my some family members I have, who I'm definitely like, what? why are you making this intense rivalry like such a big thing? Like, you should be able to like Embiid as a basketball player, sucks all the injuries he has, and you should be able to like Jokic as a basketball player, who is the MVP of the NBA this season. Yeah. They do, the, they do the same thing with Rudy Gobert. Every rival big man is a fake rival to the Philadelphia 76ers. As like I I don't follow the Sixers very clearly, so to me it's just annoying as hell. Andre, like, nobody cares on. about your timeline. Andre, no one cares about. <laughs> I mean, I I'm me and Allie are on his timeline. As well. <laughs> <laughs> also, I choose to hate Embiid and Gobert and all those centers because of Jokic, which might make me a bad person, but I personally enjoy it. No, it makes you a fan, and that's why. Like it's something that we'll end with this topic. Something that Eric and I've talked about very recently with P and with the Rockies. And everything fans can be a lot like not logical. Like loving sports creates a Fanatic. lot of 
crazy things. You might hate Embiid and Gobert and whoever because you're like, I love Jokic all the way, which makes sense. Like, fan, like sports weren't meant to be logical all the time. So let fans feel the way they want to feel. I just disagree with the Philly take for my family members personally because they're my family members. And I'm like, one look at Jokic's stats. One look of at us. this. One <laughs> of us. We won. We won, Allie. Take that, Philly. Eric, I'm still mad at you, but we can move on. <laughs> what Eric do? The rivalry today no of the podcast is Eric and me. Um, thank you guys for listening. I hope we were able to bring a little bit of a smile to your face after a very sad morning and a sad night. Um, the bar is still popping. We've got nuggets tonight and nuggets on Sunday. It, hopefully we get a win tonight and a win on Sunday, but it's going to be a great crowd. The weekend crowd is always awesome. Uh, definitely go support and Eric will be there. You can talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can no, tell me I was right later on. No hula on the week this week, Eddie. Uh, maybe we'll get back to it next week. But thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you all next Friday. Bye.